This is the Mohead Y'all Show, showcasing the newest and oldest beer style. Heady conversations. Behind the scenes clips. And subscriber exclusives. Do you like craft beer? We, we do, do too. too. I'm Ann Million Blair. And I'm Deacon Brother Trent. Get ready to pour heavy. This week is all about women, y'all. There are some legit powerhouses in the beer game, and we are so thankful to have had them on the show and even more thankful to call them our friends. First up, we're going to kick back to one of my favorite episodes with LJ Worley hailing from Newfields in Indianapolis. In this episode, she talked about the beer trip she took to Europe, amongst many other awesome things. And then we'll hear once again from the boss babe herself, Elise Lane. We spent the day with her at Scarlet Lane Production Brewery, where she recounted the libation vacation she took to Scotland, the creepy things that make every one of her locations a destination worth visiting time and time again, as well as why she works so hard for her team and what they mean to her. Here we go, y'all. Welcome back. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Mohead Y'all Show. This is a podcast where we have heady conversations over hard-poured beer. I'm your host, rocking the mic from coast to coast, chilling the most. Mr. Mohead Y'all and Blair's my name. Hard-pouring beer's my game. And if you ask me again, I will tell you the same with me tonight. On the ones and twos, we got heaven brains doing what she does. Do you already know? Now grab a pint and enjoy the show. I went to Belgium for two weeks. Um, We were in Germany for two days of the trip. So we went to all the Trappist breweries. Nice. That was really cool. Um, I think the one people get really excited about is West Flutterin. Oh, girl. Yeah, like the little Westy 12. Yes. I mean, I was just like bought. I didn't even, I wasn't even taking beer back with me. I didn't have the suitcase to do so. I would. What's my, wrong I with my, you? Well, I know I went with my little sister, and we've never been to Europe, and we were like, "Listen, let's make a pack right now. We're not, we're not going to get all the trinkets and bring back stuff. Let's mm. just live it. Like, let's just for okay, two that's weeks fair. detach." And you know, we get to a brewery, and everybody's like, "Where's the gift shop?" Or like, "Where's the beer?" And we're just like living it up. We're talking right. to people, drinking beer. Good for you. I'm just trying to convince myself I didn't make a mistake by bringing all the right beer, decision. but um, I, I think I would bring a suitcase when I go when I go back because it's so cheap. Um, inexpensive, but yeah, I think that West Fluttering, West Fluttering, mm. now West Fluttering, I, I think I it's Fluttering. I think West Fluttering. I think yeah, that that beer is fantastic. I like that one. Uh, the West Mall, West Mall yes. is cool. Uh, when it was La Trap. Oh yeah, and because all that beer is brewed by the monks, and mm-hmm. their biggest thing is silence. Like you're tasting a beer, and like the hashtag is like taste the silence because that's a big part of. Their uh, their religion is right. not talking a lot because then you're not talking about yourself. You have time to truly think about everything. So and drink beer. So I let, it's think not a bad religion. Beer. Yeah, think about the beer. So that was cool. Uh, the lamp. The beginning of the trip, we had three days dedicated to lambic and mm. good. So that was cool. You know, seeing these massive fooders. Um, Did Rodenbach, you hit a Rodenbach? Yeah, Rodenbach was really cool. Those I were bet. the biggest. Those, Rodenbach was that was surreal for me because I that was one of the first beers I loved. Robot, you know, Robot Grand Crew. That was yes. like I'm like I like sour beer. And it's only beer. nine bucks. Yeah, Robot Grand Crew is a is a steal. But you want the Grand Crew? Get the regular Robot, not very sour. Okay. Um, and then the Robot Vintage is very nice. Awesome. I like that. I like the Alexander. Sometimes Alexander's yeah, good. The, like Alexander. the, che- the cherry is that the one with the cherry in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one, um, the uh, 
vintage. I think I have like a vintage 2013 mm-hmm. somewhere floating around in a couple other roll so box. For those, I guess, the the blend masters or the master blenders, they go around and they taste a little bit from every fooder and they pick the best ones. They're like, this one, this fooder is the best. This is the second best. This is the third. And then they'll blend those to create the vintage. I so, didn't know that. Yeah. What, you know what? I And I have to throw shade. Do Not it. on you, but I tell you what. Do it. I, I I'm about to, cause people will kind of shit on me sometimes because I'll get an Alexander. I get stuff from Rodenbach. Mm-hmm. Because it's not local. Is that why they're hating? Well, because it's not hazy. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, do you know? Do you realize that Rodenbach has probably won more beer awards around it world? So wait, people are only drinking hazy beer exclusively? Is that the... Well, no, that they would say that Rodenbach is not a good beer in comparison to a a hazy. And I'm saying, well, first of all, it's not even apple. That's what I'm saying. First of all, you compare apples to oranges. And then on top of that, you don't even... Do you even know the history? And and, and that's when when people start really getting shitty because then you're starting to challenge knowledge. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, man, bro. Don't even talk to me. Don't even talk to me. Until you know what's up, don't talk to me. Because I love, I am a big Rodenbach fan. Like yeah. you said, you know, Grand Cru, the, for the price point, even the spritzers. Yeah, the little chair, the little cans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they said they're like, we made this for Americans. <laughs> like, this is for you guys. Because y'all don't know they're how like, to drink beer. <laughs> they were like, we do not drink this shit. <laughs> there was definitely, yeah, every brewery had them. I'm like, yeah, this is for you guys. Oh, yeah. 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 So. How do, that's that kind of makes me sad to be honest. <laughs> no, they but also but to on the opposite side, like at Canteon, they're like Americans oh. are seventy five percent of our business. Like we would have already gone under by now really? if it weren't for you guys. Yeah, people because Canteon is such it's like a it's novelty. A whale. Yeah, it's like Canteon and you get there and like they barely have a gift shop. There's like really? a, you could buy like a couple t shirts, really buy some stuff to go. The bar has four seats at it and there's a little side room like there's nowhere to sit anywhere like it's, in Cantillon it's like a big door you push back and you're like oh you're in the brewery like you know Sun King has beautiful tap rooms right um, Mezzo all these places have these great tap rooms uh, Cantillon no I mean maybe they're like maybe we'll care about it sometime but this is you you Americans come here and you want Cantillon and you've kept us alive honestly and a lot of the the Lambic and Goose places were thankful to Americans loving sour beer is that right? Mm-hmm. How about that? And they really, but they they really cared about everywhere. They're like spontaneous fermentation, and they like cold call somebody like, "What is it? What's spontaneous fermentation?" And you're like, "When you put it in the cool ship, and it gets naturally." So, um, they really cared about us understanding why it was so special to Brussels. Okay. So. Now, when you have you had any? Um, well, what's some of the. Uh, like a Hudson Valley or a mm. Casey or Hill Farmstead or Speciation, some of the, I guess, um, trending beer brands that are in the sour game. Have you tried any of theirs? I don't think so. Yeah, really? I kind of I, like I I genuinely feel like I live in this bubble of import and local. Like every once in mm. a while, a beer will start getting attention. You know, like Toppling Goliath coming to Indiana sure. from Iowa. It's great beer. So oh, no question. Yeah, so I tried that, but I really. Yeah, I, I like the I like the old school stuff. Okay. I kind of I kind of like lay back and wait to see what will happen. Okay. Before I make make any judgments. What do you think? What do you think? Being in the lane that you're in and knowing what you know, you, 
these 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 breweries, you know, they're chasing these trends and you see big beer, you know, they're uh-huh. setting trends kind of Natterdays. Natterday. <laughs> oh, the spiked seltzers yeah. and the hard water and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Where do you where do you see the beer industry going in the lane that you're in and what you mm-hmm. do? You you I'm sure you're plugged into that and you're in the know because you know people. Yeah, I mean, I see what people buy. You know, right. like the beer garden. You know, they they won't like Blood Orange Blonde from Four Day Ray. Fantastic beer. It actually is very very good. Am I going to drink that all the time? Probably not. But mm. if you you could you can convince yourself if you like a Veet beer or you like a, a Heffy. You'll do a, a blood orange blonde, but mm-hmm. that's not something I'd choose. But you put that on the menu, it's our number one seller Is anytime that it's right? on. Yeah. No, I mean, that's what people want. They There's something about blood orange they like. Or I had like a guava goza. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. have a pina colada sour mm-hmm. coming in from um, Collective Arts next week, mm-hmm. which is super rare to Indiana. There's like 40 cases locally. Really? It's pina colada okay. sour. It probably has like lactose, all this crazy oh, stuff. I know. I don't even yeah, know what it's going to taste like, but it doesn't matter because it's called pina colada sour. I will have no issue selling it. I'll probably sell it out the first day. Shut up. Yeah. You get that much traffic through your beer garden? Oh, yeah. Especially really? when it's nice. It's all weather dependent because it's outside. Oh, but, sure. But sure. We're, I think that we're seeing all this crazy stuff like glitter beer and these crazy names and, you know, and yeah. And can art stepping up its game. Like, I mean, I'm just sure. like really sexy looking beer yep. can um, yep. from Bare Hands. But because yep. it's so competitive, like you, like it's I was ridiculous. just at Cons Fine Wine and Spirits before I saw you to get a couple beers. And it's so competitive. And people, they're, and, you know, they, that's all they have. They, if they haven't seen that beer, all they can do is see it. That's right. And they're drawn to that crazy artwork or the crazy name. That's right. So I think it's just breweries competing to survive because a lot of I these. Agree. A lot of these people got into beer because they were home brewers. They love mm-hmm. their their certified beer judges. They're certified cicerones. They are legit people who know what the style is. But it's hard to get uh, millennials and I mean use the M word, but it's hard to get the that younger drinking crowd out of bed for a pilsner. Like, oh my, yo, dude, that beer festival. You try that pilsner. You try that pilsner over Nobody there. Nobody standing in line no for one. pilsner. So you go, you know, Winterfest, like the Brewers Guild puts on these awesome mm-hmm. beer festivals. Mm-hmm. No one leaves those festivals like, oh my gosh, I had this wonderful cream ale. I do. We do. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> but that's the majority. What they leave and they're like, dude, I had this triple double dry hopped banana pumpkin donut sour, and it was awesome. Like, what was that brewery? And it's like, so you could someone like screwed up a batch of beer like i don't know it smells like bananas now let's throw this in it and then it got so bad they kept throwing stuff in it that's probably not the case with everyone but you know what i'm saying it's like yes that's how you're going to drive people to your brewery is you get that that little hook mm-hmm. so maybe your brewery is two hours from indy why is anyone who goes to winterfest going to travel to see you for a pilsner right. but if you have a really cool beer that they want to go drive maybe they'll be like hey you guys want to go you want to drive up to brew link yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they got some cool stuff that they people do, that get drive. people excited. Two times, but they if they haven't, beer, if they start getting that reputation that they're going to have this exciting beer, that used to be skeptical non-beer drinker who's now into this sour milkshake type of beer is all about it, and that could maybe pay the bills for them and keep them open another year because yeah, that and that's what I think. So yeah, well the uh, the Brewers Association. I read an article maybe two, three days ago, and they were talking about people just wanting new, new, new. They want that new, new, 
New, new everything. Yeah. Like to your point. But I also see, I mean, 450 is a phenomenon here in yeah. the fruited Berliners. I mean, basically yeah. anything with fruit to your point about and blood orange love it. And, and the fruit, the fruited uh, IPAs, things like yeah. that. People love those mm -hmm. fruited beers. And then Mick Ultra. I'm I, what uh two two weeks ago I read that Mick Ultra is the number three <laughs> beer. Yeah, it, we get we get a lot of requests for it. Do you mm -hmm. really? It's fine. Yeah, my dad drinks it. I go. I'm gonna go home and see my dad tomorrow. I'm not. He's hater. gonna he's gonna have some Mick Ultra in his fridge. I'll drink a Mick Ultra. I will too. There was like there were a couple days in Belgium. I was so just I wasn't tired of that beer. I'll never be tired of that beer. But you know, you drink a Delirium in a Duval in a like you just drink all this big stuff and you're at a bar big and you're like big stuff. <laughs> I remember this one bar I went to in Antwerp. I was like, mm. can I have a Heineken, please? And this guy, what? <laughs> and this guy goes, he goes we're nice here. He's like, but don't you ever come into a Belgian bar and ask for a Heineken sweetheart. And I was like, he actually said that to you. He's like, we don't sell that shit. He's like, oh, would you like a real beer? I didn't realize there was like a Belgium hating Heineken situation. No, really? I was just wanted uh, essentially carbonated water. <laughs> so I really wanted a Heineken. Wow. Uh, so anyways, that was a thing. That happened to me, not not quite in that same context, but I remember I lived in Wisconsin for a while, and I went to Milwaukee. Okay. Ordered a Bud Light. It was like the record just said, yeah. and everybody stopped and looked at me, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm in Wisconsin. I'll take that Miller Light, please. Thank you. It, uh, big beer, you know, Miller Light, um, InBev, that, that beer has its place, and it is the cleanest, most technically perfect beer in the world. Yep. You know, you have... Miller versus Bud Light fans, you know, fine, but I don't think it's a beer sin to drink a Miller Light every once in a while. Obviously, I think you should support local. No you doubt. Should, if no you, doubt. If you want those bars to be available to you, if you want the convenience of being able to walk to five breweries from whatever place you live in Indiana, you got to keep supporting local and uh, help fund those guys. But every once in a while, if you want to drink a, a Miller Light, I don't think it's a, the biggest end of the world situation. I agree. And oh, <laughs> by the way, and see, that's the thing for me, right? Sometimes I just want a PBR at a, at a venue where it kind of smells like, you like walk in, it smells like old beer on the Smell floor. Smell like old beer on the floor. You're like going to go mm -hmm. to the Vogue and watch a show. Like, cool. Like I'll, if Sun King's, if I can get a Sun King cream ale for a relatively acceptable price at a music venue versus a Miller Lite, I'm going to choose the cream ale, but I'm not going to, I don't want to be shamed for drinking a PBR or a Miller High Life. Girl, and that's that's my problem with quote unquote craft uh -huh. beer is that happens. And I think the way the trends are going, I mean, I think beer should just be beer. Take craft off. It's just beer. Yeah. And everybody unite. Big beer needs to quit acting like big beer and small yeah. beer needs to be acting like small needs to quit acting like small beer. We just need to act like beer because we have these uh, not and not throwing shade on ciders, but that's mm -hmm. something not beer. And you yeah. have these seltzers and these waters and spirits and, and all Malt, of these things. Liquor. Yeah. You have these things that are encroaching on beer and me as a beer mm -hmm. lover, I want beer to stay the way that it is and then get yeah. better or stronger or more people get into it. But people, I think 
quite a few people who would maybe become a craft beer person mm-hmm. because craft beer people throw shade on them because they're drinking a Miller yeah. Lite or a Bud Light or a Budweiser. They're like, well, fuck, why would I want to hang out with these motherfuckers? Yeah. And they're throwing shade on me because I'm drinking a Budweiser. And oh, by the way, you used to drink that shit before you got fun. all bougie. That's why beer is fun. You know, there's That's no rules. I'm saying. It's not like a red wine glass versus a white wine glass. Like, I love wine. There's no, no shade to be thrown at wine. But it's like beer is supposed to be approachable it's supposed to be easy that's right so it's you know you could you could sit here like we are and think about it and evaluate it and talk about what it smells or you can just enjoy it that's right you can do both and and i think we're doing both we are doing both we are doing both that's awesome if it ain't love, it ain't mohead, y'all. Part of that mohead y'all love is drinking responsibly. We always tell y'all to pour heavy, but you gotta make sure you're doing it safely. Be responsible. Buy a house to drink in. Van Hoy Real Estate is here to meet all of your needs. You can expect an artistic and cultured, yet safe and strategic vantage on your next transaction. For Mohead Yo listeners, Van Hoy Real Estate works of Keller Williams Area 812. Let Van Hoy Real Estate help you navigate your home buying dreams. Give them a call at 812-900-2823 or visit taylorvanhoy.kw.com. Van Hoy Real Estate. Your home, your investment, your realtor. Working the hardest to put you on the map. And I had just gotten back from my first vacation since I started the brewery. So I was already a little bit... Are you kidding uh, me? Yeah. <laughs> So your first vacation since starting the brewery. So this is really crazy. Scarlet Lane's about five and a half years old, That's but we've what been I in this building for six years, mm-hmm. building the brewery, getting it going. And the only times that I have left have been beer related deaths or marriages. And so I just went on my very first vacation where it had nothing to do with any of those three things. And I went to Scotland with my husband and my parents, my aunt, and it was mm-hmm. just fantastic. Nice. I was, I was stalking you a little bit <laughs> on Instagram and I saw some of the pictures that you took when you were out and about that. How awesome was that? What, what, what is Scotland like and why did you even choose Scotland to go to of all places? It's beautiful. It's majestic. It's uh, scenery unlike anything that we have here in the States. And I've traveled to every state in the United States except for Alaska. And I've kind of traveled the world a little bit, a fair amount. Um, But Scotland was somewhere that I I just knew. Like, it was a a heart calling. It was a good place for me to be. And there, there is good beer there. But also, I got to drink barrels and barrels of whiskey and gin. Oh, boy. I mean, a lot. And so I ain't mad at that. Anytime that I start to get like wrapped up thinking about work or Scarlet Lane, what's going on and stressing myself out, uh, mm-hmm. somebody would push away a beer and put a whiskey in front of me. And that was the signature of, girl, you need to calm down. Just just chill. And even like our Scarlet Lane staff were like, we're going to turn off the ability to talk to you. You Good. can't text us. Them. You can't email us. You cannot Good. call us. Good. You're there. And mm-hmm. so it was hard to to kind of really detach, but mm-hmm. at the end, I, it it was kind of rejuvenating to to go and do something else. Yeah. Well, cheers to that. I yeah. Mean, come on, that's awesome. Cheers. cheers to that. What kind of beer were you able to drink over in Scotland? Scottish ale. Yeah, there are a lot of Scottish ale. ales. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, 
all of the beers there, they have a different point of view on drinking, I think, as a culture. All of the beers are under 5%. Getting a 7% beer, you can't even get a full pint. They're not allowed to serve you a full pint of a 7% beer. Well, what kind of nonsense is that? I know. I just, like, there were moments where I just started laughing hysterically. I'm like, a 7%, that's light on our menu. You have got to be kidding me. And they would be like, no, 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 no. Like, you just drink a beer and enjoy it. It's not really about alcohol. And I'm like, no, I understand that. But, like, you drink some beer. Like, that's what you do. That's right. Um, I happened into this one brewery out in the middle of nowhere and it's fantastic and it's called Fine Ales. Fine Ales. Yes. And it is on a farm and they have those big, huge, beautiful Highland cows, like the curly nice. coos. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. They have sheep. It's uh their waterfalls and babbling brooks. And I walk into this tap room and something just made sense. And I felt like I was at home. And I don't know. Every once in a while, you walk into a place where you're really comfortable. And so I sat up there and I ordered a, a you know, like a light five beers. The highest was 4.7%. Oh, man. You session know. beer. Yeah. I mean, session, session beer. So I was like, all right. I like plow through those. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. that's good. And so I was like, hey, can I get a pint? And the guy looks at me and he goes, do you drink all those? I was like, yes, I drank all those. He goes, you drank all those yourself? And he looked over at my husband and I was like, yeah, do we have a problem? Because I just drank those and now I need you to get me a pint. And he just looked at me and he was like, oh, and all of his buddies were like, oh. And it turned into two hours where by the end I was like, I'm just gonna go and move kegs for you guys because you do not know what you're doing and I can do your job right now. And I had the absolute best time. That is awesome. It's just shit talking and like mm-hmm. living in that moment, understanding mm-hmm. what it is to work in a brewery with a tap room and then everybody's your family and you mm-hmm. just get to yell and have fun and it's fantastic. That's great. And yeah. that was and that was at the Fine that, Ales. At the Fine Ales. Yep. Okay. Wow, how about that? Two Nowhere, hours of fun. Scotland. It was freaking awesome. That is awesome. And you represented America well, it sounds. Oh, yeah. You know, I went in there. I I got a couple guys. They're like, yeah, we're going to come work for you in the summer. You know, I'm like, bring it on. Bring it on. Let's see what you can do when it's 100 degrees outside because you kids think it's real hot when it's 75 degrees. No. Girl. <laughs> we don't have air conditioning here. Let's talk about the deck being 120 degrees. Yeah, we just throw open the, the garage door so we want some air. Yep. Hopefully something blows in this way or that way. <laughs> is your is your ancestry Scottish? What's, is that your ancestry? So I did not know this. My ancestry is kind of a big, huge mystery. And we had planned the trip to Scotland. And then um, I was given the 23andMe. And it turns out I'm a quarter Scottish. And there you have it. And there it it is. And there you have it. I'm loud and body, and I will just make myself comfortable and take charge of anything, and that's what Scotland was. That's so funny that you said that. I remember on the Facebook when we were promoting the the fundraiser, when we posted your profile and your picture, one of the comments in there was, Boss Babe. (laughs) I introduce myself to people that don't know me. Um, I say what I'm thinking. I'm very loud. And I'm going to be 
really honest and it's honest to a fault sometimes mm-hmm. i'm not trying to hurt anybody i'm not trying to to cause issues but if you ask me something and i'm not comfortable or i don't think this is right i'm going to tell you this is not something that we should be doing and it doesn't matter if it's going to dinner getting drinks brewing you know something in a tap room i don't care what it is i'm going to be the person that's loud but i'm also the person that's loud like all right let's go do this like <laughs> you gotta get real wild and really yeah, excited get about it something cranked up. yeah 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 you should see like my friend sends me like time hops all the time which I don't have and it's always like tonight Elise tried to set me up with a man it's 3 30 a.m she's been married for 10 years tonight Elise decided I was opening an ice cream shop she put in an application it's 4 37 a.m and I'm like yeah I do make a lot of quick decisions for my friends as a good friend should. Yeah. I know better than they do. <laughs> That's right. Of course you do. You're the boss, babe. Yeah. Of course. On. That's funny you mentioned that, too, because in my mind, I think, well, that is probably one of the things that makes you a successful brewery owner, CEO, right? Um, successful? Yeah. I, You know, I'm, I'm grappling. Um, honestly, like, I appreciate somebody saying that. And I, I know on some level maybe that that is accurate. But Girl, I, you have four locations. <laughs> Come on now. There might be some more news coming soon. Oh, you might be hearing it here first <laughs> on Mohead, y'all. We got the inside scoop on some stuff, y'all. I, I like, it, it, it's a funny feeling for me, you know, recounting what success is. And, and for me, this it is it is successful because I get to work with people that I really care about. I get to create a product that I really like and that I enjoy and hopefully... I can bring people together and enjoy that too. I get to do really weird things. If you look around here at the production brewery, mm. we have gargoyles, we have alien eggs, Real we life. have Halloween three. And there's Real like, life. There's a Freddy Krueger pinball machine, y'all. True. <laughs> like, it's, I get to live my life. I have a delivery vehicle that's a hearse. And I think that's really successful. I used to work in corporate America and I was, I was, I was just a bitch. I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I looked at money to kind of create happiness for myself. Mm, a lot of people do that. And I started making beer at home and I, I started to find a little bit of joy. And those moments of joy were then directly related to those moments when I was doing something mm-hmm. and there was a big shift. And my parents and my husband kind of stepped in and said, you're miserable. And I'm like, yeah, but I went to college and I wanted to do this and I went at high heels and I want a briefcase and I want to do, you know, and I want to be the boss. But I don't think I understood what that meant to me at that time. To me, it meant a briefcase and high heels and a suit and telling people what to do. Today, being the boss means I get to have my friends come in and hang out and create things and I get to do something artistic that I love and that like changes my life significantly oh my gosh stop um changes my life and then I hopefully can get other people to have their lives kind of like changed and move and and, and grow with us and like I'm looking around and you know having some of our team members like they are family that's right and that has been a huge change from what my corporate life was I fired people that was my job Mm. I figured out how to get rid of people Mm. now I figure out how to make people do what they love Mm mm-hmm Nobody wants to clean a keg every day, but maybe if you're cleaning a keg and then you get to go and work on horror films 
or you get to you know make comic books and we can do crossovers with that and everybody gets to be creative but we also get our work done that's right and that's that's really when i think about work that's good work that's a good day's work yeah yeah and to and seeing as though we spend so much time working why not enjoy right that big chunk of our life yeah yeah I, I think it's really really important and i also realize a lot of people do not have that opportunity that's right and and i i understand and I, I respect those people that don't have that opportunity and that's why we we focus really hard at scarlet lane that anybody that works with us we try to make their life better and it's not mm. just okay yes everybody wants to make more money everybody wants flexible hours vacations but what is what makes you happy and that's usually like if you come here and we have an interview that's going to be the question what makes you happy okay and that tells me a lot about how we're going to work together Yes, y'all, I am telling you what, you need to get out and visit these ladies, like yesterday. Thanks for hanging out, y'all. Yo, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Patreon. Patreon. Remember to enjoy responsibly. Take care of each other. And always, pour heavy. heavy.